up, everyone? Welcome to the Wise Up Podcast presented by Wise Up Community Ed. I'm your host, Zach Nelson, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Linnea Fonis, who is a youth services librarian at the Hennepin County Library in Plymouth. Linnea, how are you today? I'm doing great today. How is isolation or quarantine going for you? Well, um, I've been able to work at home. Uh, a lot of people think of uh, library as um, only the books and the materials, but we're actually all about the people. And so uh, since the library buildings have been closed, um, all of the librarians are uh, working at figuring out ways to um, uh, still provide resources and information for people. And so um, there's many, many meetings every day. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all kind of gotten used to having a, some sort of virtual meeting, whether it's on Zoom or Google Hangouts or you name, right. you, name the, you name the tool, right? Um, it's just kind of been the new normal for the last couple of months, but it's, I think we are lucky in that regard that we have that sort of technology to be able to meet with people virtually. And I, I do think a lot of people um, think, well, if the buildings are closed, nobody's working. And, um, and we have some people there because we're one of eight locations out of the 41 libraries in our county system. Um, and Hennepin County Library opened eight, including Plymouth. So that's really beneficial um, to the district as well as Maple Grove, that might be closer for some, and Ridgedale might be closer for some. And there's information on our website, which is www.hclib.org. And uh, it has information, it's a contactless um, a way to get books and DVDs and any uh, library materials to check out. Um, so there's more information online. Yeah, so if people wanted to, um, you know, visit or check something out, so to speak, from one of these locations that are open, how does that process work? So they would go um, to our website, just as they normally would when they're requesting books. And, um, and they need to be either in our building or one of the seven other open buildings because there's no staff in the other buildings. And so they make a request like they normally would. And then um, uh, when the materials are available, they'll get uh, notification and then they call into the library and they'll put them out in a, in a bag um, on carts outside the building, um, even on rainy days. Uh, and a really important thing to do, uh, so many people have asked us, called us for returning books, but um, at this time, we're not sure how we can do that safely um, because of we wouldn't want to check in something and then check it out again. Um, they, the amount of time that the virus stays on materials is still not certain, and so that's been postponed. But the good news is there's no late fees for anything until at least three weeks after the library reopens. So I know they're taking up a, a uh, library staff are also library users and we have big stacks of book here at home that I am piling up and don't want to lose track of but um, but there's no late fees so it just means it's going to take longer for people to get what they're hoping for. Essentially people can check a book out now and take a, in theory a long they're time to finish it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We have no set date that we're going to reopen. Um, we're only going to reopen when it is safe for both um, uh, the public coming in and also for our staff because most of what we do is face-to-face uh, -face. and mm -hmm. so we need to work on plans for that and that's all going on too but yeah so check them out keep them yeah well at least people are able to do that I know obviously with isolation at home one of the more popular things for people to do is read um, I know mm -hmm. 
my wife and I, for example, we seems like we've been reading more than we have ever before. And so just to be able to still access books and material, I think right. it's, it's great. Well, and um, we also have, have even added to all of our ebook resources. So many books that are very popular are available in, in e-format. Um, there's e-print and there's also um, e-audio. And we have multiple vendors um, on our website uh, that provide those. Um, I mean, it's like tens of thousands of books. Um, and it might be a great thing uh, for uh, summer for families to plan with their kids is if um, they can't get books they want to try ebooks of many of the same titles that are available as if they were checking it out. The lovely, lovely thing about ebooks is that um, the, the time ends and there's nothing to return. You can mm -hmm. stay at home. <laughs> Yeah, and we've seen a little bit in community and in some of our classes and, you know, at early learning school that some publishers are kind of relaxing some of the yes. rules around, I guess, sharing content or sharing books. Have you guys seen some of that as well? Yes, very much so. In fact, just last week, um, the, one of the big publishers um, that I love, Candlewick Press, um, uh, gave us a whole bunch of free books that um, families can use. And um, some of them are by Kate DiCamillo. And she just had yesterday, she's the author of Because of Winn-Dixie, which is the um, Minnesota One Read uh, choice right now. And so, um, and she's also been, uh, uh, had three Newberries and um, many other awards and was named the children's literature uh, represented for the United States a few years ago. So, um, we have a whole set of her books that you could read um, entirely uh, without everyone coming to the library. Yeah, that's great. Is there, so there's curbside pickup, you know, going online, accessing that way. Is there a way for people to um, reserve books that might not have internet access? Um, absolutely. Um, that can always call just a regular old phone number. Um, and for Plymouth, it's 612 5825 uh, now with the curbside pickup and the we have only a few staff there five staff there so um, they can call and make a request and, and the staff there can um, get anything for them uh, except anything interlibrary loan is not available currently mm -hmm. at the service when we can borrow something from other states so as a youth services librarian obviously that interaction and that the resources available to students have changed. You know, they're still there, just in different forms. So what are some resources that are still available for students, parents, and educators? Well, one of the biggest, and I don't know why, secrets of the library, um, I always tell people to tell everyone they know, we have free online tutors. Um, you can uh, reach through, um, it's called Help Now. And it's the same library address, the um, hlib.org, and then slash homework. And um, you can also link to it right now. It's all featured on the homepage. And um, that service includes uh, certified um, uh, professional teachers, and they can handle any grade level or subject. And there's also a Spanish um, option. Um, and they will help. There's a, it's kind of like having a, a whiteboard and a chat and it can all be confidential um, if you choose. You can even sign in a free account and they can send you the transcript of what you've done. So say you're working on a math project and you need to be able to show what it looks like 
on your worksheet or what you're doing and you can put it in this whiteboard area and then you can ask the tutor um, what you don't understand and they work with you one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, that's a pretty amazing thing um, to have it free. We've had this for um, quite a few years now and it does run through uh, the summer. I even confirmed it um, the other day because I wanted to make sure with, you know, everything's unusual right now, <laughs> um, but it's still going this summer. So if, if parents are feeling their kids need to um, uh, do some extra, that's available. And also they even have this um, on their uh, skill surfer. So if there's a particular area that a student needs to spend more time learning, um, they can go on and, and just work on uh, individual stuff instead of a particular assignment for the one-on-one. -on -one. Um, also, we have uh, one of the first things on one of my teams that I joined uh, was creating an extra resource list of things outside the library because we have a lot of online resources for doing homework, um, databases with um, everything a person would need to do a project. But we've also vetted out a few really great uh, websites. And so that is also currently featured on the front page of um, additional resources. And they're for every level, including um, uh, younger kids, uh, school age kids, and then the teachers as well. We've put together a list of some things. So a lot of them will specialize like in science information um, and the Go Noodle that kids use uh, in schools is also um, linked there. And uh, we, our library serves 46 communities. So not everybody in not every school district has the same things. So we, uh, that was one that I recommended because I know that um, my child uses that in class. So we have everything we usually have, um, databases that are like encyclopedias, a lot of them that are um, uh, drilling deep down, getting articles and that kind of thing. Those always have been there. Um, and the homework houses have been there, but this extra resource list um, is uh, something we just added a couple weeks ago. Similar to what you know, we have going on in community ed, a lot of the summer programming looks differently or will look differently this year. Um, it's still kind of to be, yeah, I mean, it's still kind of to be determined what, what it'll look like and, and how it'll evolve over the summer, but what are some different things that you guys are doing um, mm -hmm. in lieu of normal summer programming? Well, first I have to say as a youth services librarian, I am heartbroken because summer is my busiest time of the year, but the most fun part of my job, because um, uh, last year we had something like 100 programs just from the Plymouth Library and then there's thousands um, you can go to any other library but the vast majority of what we do in the past was in person you know small groups for for learning um, we had a lot of stem programs we had book clubs um, uh, uh, presenters that would come in um, like the zoo or the science museum different groups that would help kids learn and keep learning and encourage reading all summer long that was our purpose so that gap between um, getting out and coming back in the fall. So a lot of my meetings have been about um, what program can we turn into a virtual program. Um, we've been spending a lot of time trying to uh, figure out the tools that we're required to use by government um, to help them work for um, virtual book clubs. So I'm hoping about that and some other possibilities that are all in discussion. Um, we have so many great ideas and a lot of it is restricted by technology um, and that can be challenging because we want um, uh, privacy for children and so on. So we're working on that. And so what I would recommend um, is people check the website um, frequently because we have no deadline. We had it, had everything planned back in February. 
um, is all set to go for the summer. And now it's um, that we're going to add them is that we can get them. Um, so uh, you might go one time, um, you do the same web address slash events, and maybe there's only, you know, 10 programs. And then a week later, there might be 30 more programs. So we're all putting it together as we go. And um, I was also going to say for families with young children, uh, we have been doing story times, I think, since week two of stay at home. And those are through Facebook, um, Facebook Live. And then they're recorded and kept there. Um, and they're by libraries, librarians all across um, Hennepin County. So you get a variety of different people. And it's, it's different than it would be in person, but um, it's still about getting learning to get ready to read when they start school. We have always encouraged um, to help really kids to be ready for school is um, they learn more when they do it together. And that's why we loved in person. Um, but also uh, anything now that we're on a screen, you know, we're like a video. So it's less interactive. So having somebody with them um, doing things, maybe an older brother or sister um, to give the parents that break. Uh, but but anybody that's going to sit and, and talk with them and you know what what's happening in the book and things that are going on. So, um, but they they're there and they will continue to be offered. Um, so keep looking for those every week. Is there anything else that you guys are doing that you know you want to talk about in terms of the the different programming or the any sort of different resources that are available? People don't already have library cards. Um, they can uh, go online and um, immediately get a temporary e-card, like we call it, and that's to give access to all of the electronic resources. There are hundreds of them um, available, uh, but it, it's, it doesn't work to check out books. So it's just to make it available for people um, who don't have the ability to um, uh, get one now because the buildings are closed. Very important that I mentioned we have Ask Us and that service is something we've had for years, but um, it, we added more staff to it during this time. Uh, it's from the main page, if you go to contact us, you'll see Ask Us Services, and you can either um, text, uh, chat, email, or phone, and you can talk to a real library person, and any question, absolutely any question at all, and just like you would at the information desk in the building. Um, and a lot of questions lately have been directly about curbside service, how do I get my books and so on. But um, they'll take, you know, homework questions, they'll take um, uh, anything at all that you can think of um, as best to their ability. And so that's available um, uh, lots of hours. If anyone has, again, more questions or wants to learn more information, that website is www.hclib.org. Encourage you to visit there, whether it's to check out a book, access those e-learning resources, resources for kids. Um, one of my personal favorites is some of the uh, professional development opportunities for adults that are on there. Um, yep. I've accessed a lot of those. It's, to me, it's a great way to spend some time is, is trying to learn a new tool, whether it's a digital tool or any sort of professional or career development. Uh, the website is great for that. So um, encourage you to visit that website and there's a whole host of ways to, to whether it's just entertainment or it's to, to learn something. And as I said, you know, this, these are things we've had all along, we're adding to, we'll add the summer programs as we're able. Um, uh, but it's just kind of nice that when the, when the doors had to close that um, there's still this whole world of information that you can access and real human beings to help you with whatever. 
Well, that's great, Linnea. Thank you for taking the time to join me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I miss everyone. Those that usually come in, I miss you all. Um, and I hope we'll get to see you soon. Thanks again to Linnea for coming on the podcast today. Again, visit that website, hclib.org, to learn more. Especially encourage you to visit that contact page. That's where you can access that Ask Us services, where there is different ways to talk with members of the library, including different languages available. The phone number is on there. Again, that's 612-543-KNOW or no. Again, 612-543-5669. You can text the library, text HCLIB to 612-400-7722. You can also email and get in touch in a bunch of different ways. Again, hclib.org. Have a great holiday weekend, everyone. We will talk to you next week.